0: Are you ready to get real? Welcome to Real Estate, the world's loneliest career, where you're always out of balance, unfulfilled, the role models are fake, the numbers unattainable, and you're just supposed to be and do it all. Join three self-made millionaire real estate agents, wives, moms, and business owners, as we level up, learn from special guests, and elevate and disrupt an entire industry through real education, our way. Hey everybody um we're here today with ed stulek with uh real so we are super excited because he is like the social media mastermind right so he's going to give us all the knowledge that we could possibly need to go out today and start making a difference in our social media and our presence and some branding um so with that being said um let's get to know ed a little bit ed can you give us a little background on you and what your team looks like um how long you've been in the industry that kind of thing
1: been in this business now for about 6 years and have been in the social media world for about a decade now. So ever since Instagram was born I was pretty much jumping on that train right away. So been in the social media world for a bit real estate just about 6 years and have been using my knowledge of social media to really scale my real estate business. So it's it's an extensive background. I was in the music industry, I played hockey, I was studying pre-med, things that you would probably not think of, uh, I guess, when it comes to everything that I'm doing today uh, with that foundation being built. But yeah, the foundation is definitely very generalized and very sporadic with events that have helped me get to where I am today, though. But uh, throughout the past 10 years, I would say social media has been one of those things that every stepping stone that I stepped towards was required. Social media was needed. Um, Social media, Instagram, YouTube, branding, everything just kept repeating. Whether I was in music or I was in school or I was in the hockey world, it was just continuously was needed. So that's where I'm today. I'm in real estate teaching realtors worldwide about the importance of social media and personal branding and selling real estate at the same time. <laughs> awesome.
0: <clears throat> um, so to get started, we've got lots and lots of questions for you. Um, so when it comes to social media, what is like kind of the secret sauce? Like what should we be doing um, to at least make sure that our presence is known and how can we start accelerating that presence?
1: The, I'll give you the, the corny answer and I'll also give you the, the real sauce, as you're saying, right? Uh, the corny answer is consistency. If you're not on social media consistently for let's say 10 years straight, and there's no real reason for your, to, your, your presence to be growing, your social media to be scaling, for what? People see you do it once, twice, and then you stop. What's the point of them to continue to follow you? There's no point. They'll enjoy your two pieces, three pieces of content, but they want more. Everyone always wants more and they want free stuff. So if you're not consistent with your message, your value that you're portraying, the value that you're teaching and educating, people don't really need a reason to come back to you. So number one, corny answer, consistency. Number two, the real sauce that I've noticed over the past so many years of being online is trends, following trends and implementing trends to your content. Trends can be the songs that are being popularized and being so over overplayed, but people know them like Justin Bieber songs nowadays, right? People are creating songs to them and people are doing dances to them, but people know it's whether you're, In the real estate business, you're a mechanic, you're a musician, you're a plumber, you're an electrician, it doesn't matter. You probably are aware of what that trend is. So you follow it. And the second that you see someone implement that trend into their content, eyes are paying attention I know it. It's relevant to me. It's a trend. I'm going to listen. I'm going to watch. And that's a neat way to get exposure out there to more masses, more audiences, audiences you never thought you would ever tap into. But the way to tap into them is by using trends. Like I said, I've noticed this, this pattern continuously being successful over the past few years. So whether you're on TikTok, Instagram, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter.
0: How do we find out what the trends are if for some reason we're not keeping an eye on things?
1: <laughs> okay, no, that's, that's a great question to that follow-up. If there are two types of people that I say uh, there are on social media, you have a content consumer and you have a content creator. In order to be a good content creator, you also gotta be a good content consumer. So it's usually what I've noticed is that you are either a content creator or a content consumer. I don't really notice person being both, but if you are both, now you're starting to grind towards the success on social media. All of a sudden you're understanding what the content consumers are consuming. You know what they're consuming. You know what they like. You know what they engage with. And then once you know what that is, you go ahead and create it yourself, because you know if they create, well, if they engage with that, they will engage with this. So let me create this so they engage with it. And then all okay. of a sudden, so you got to be a mixture of uh, of a both. Got to be the consumer. You got to be the creator. So I know sometimes I'll be on my phone probably for three hours on TikTok just scrolling away, you know, but never. Never will you ever notice me wasting my time on social media. I go on there to see what's popular right now. What intrigues me? What entertains me? And what do I see a lot of? And recently I go on TikTok and I'm seeing a lot of education. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm seeing education, education, education. Maybe I should create something educational. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I go and I see funny, 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 funny. Or have time to make something funny. And that's how I personally go about creating content and seeing what the trends are.
0: So if someone has not had social media before or hasn't been using it in their business well, what what would you tell them? How should they start um, like on Facebook, let's say, because I feel like Facebook's like the gateway to Instagram, right? And like for the older people like like me, um, I do mostly Facebook stuff. Um, But getting started, I've recently had a unique experience where my Facebook account that I've had for a long time um, was shut down completely and I can't get it back. So I had to restart everything. I got hacked. Um, and so I had basically, you know, 10, 15 years of social media um, and contacts gone. So I had to rebuild overnight. Um, so what would you tell somebody that's either restarting or starting fresh? What should we be doing?
1: Find, a, find an account that you wish to duplicate or you wish to be similar to, so whether that's an account that is very general, more so let's say motivational, more words, fonts, not so much a personal brand, more so just like a company or a company face or something of that sort, find that account. And if that's what you wanna be like, if that's what you want to uh, replicate your business as, then follow that account, see what they're doing, just steal their content essentially, steal what they're doing. Same thing with personal brands. If I see a personal brand that I, see them doing something that intrigues me. They do it so well. People talk about it so highly. One of them being Gary Vee, for example. Everyone talks about Gary Vee. Oh, Gary Vee does this and Gary Vee does that. And he's so good with this and he's so good with that. I'm not going to take everything from him, but I'm going to take things that I know I can do. I know I can do and it makes sense. It's relevant to my business. It's relevant to my brand. It's relevant to my audiences. Let me go ahead and see what he does. and Let me just try to tweak it. Let me take that ingredient. Let me put it into my own recipe and let me create my own content. Let me create my own uh, my own recipe, for example. So I see what others are doing and if they're successful at it, I like to steal from them. And I take this quote from Pablo Picasso, good artist copy, great artist steal. Fair Why
0: enough.
1: Is great artist steal. Not exactly going to go and start stealing. Because every time I say that, people are like, are you going to start stealing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not stealing. It's but it stealing. is, I
2: mean, oh. all... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all content on some level has been ripped off, stolen, recycled. Like yeah. on some level. I mean, I know I've had my stuff stolen before, for sure. Like, yeah. I mean, it just. I think you yeah.
1: get it. You understand. It. At yeah. one no point, it's going to be recycled. It's going to be stolen. There's no one's trying to recreate the wheel exactly. There right. are people, but again, why recreate it when you see? the wheel has been created already just take the same ingredients and create your own
2: D, which is not research and development it's rip off and duplicate yep,
0: That's yep. It. so i have an off-topic question um, for you i know a lot of us really want to know what is it like to have such a a mentor that is such a pioneer in the social media world like bob tompkins he's such a visionary like <laughs> It's really hard for me to say that with a straight face. (laughs) Bob told
2: us that we should ask you what the number one thing is that Bob (laughs) Tompkins taught you. The number
1: one thing that Bob. Because you learned
2: everything from Bob
1: Tompkins. (laughs) Listeners, not true. (laughs) (laughs) Bob, you know what? Bob portrays authenticity like no other. He does. I I will tell you that. that. If there's one thing I've learned from Mr. Bob, it's, uh, it's authenticity is just, it's honestly key. It, it really, really is. People enjoy it. People will relate to it. Again, it's relevant to them because they see, oh, behind such a success, it's not just the person that wakes up at six o'clock in the morning, goes to the gym and has a great meal. And then is this and that. It's like there's different patterns to success. And so it's not just the one that is always constantly portrayed and shown on social media. These yeah. health breaks and these, you know, ah, uh, no, it's too much. I feel like that
0: authenticity is kind of secret sauce. I mean, like, I think people, the people that have like the non-authentic accounts that are really generic and you can't really, it's like surface encounters. I don't feel like they're ever really like the ones that are more influential. They're just there. Um, But the people that are honest and are talking about stuff that people, other people don't talk about or don't hide like real stuff. Those are the people that get the follows and get the likes and get the communication and get clients from it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that's something that you can't teach and it's pretty easy to do.
1: So it's easy to relate to, and it's easy to go ahead and approach. Approachability is huge. If you're going to be this hotshot online, people are, I don't know, should I bother them? I don't know if she's busy right now. I don't know if I should talk to her. I feel like she won't respond. Mm -hmm. You don't want that type of mindset for your consumers to to attain you want them to know that oh that person is approachable i'm going to reach out to her right now or him and say hey what's up and i know i'm going to get a response back and it's going to be a goofy one it's going to be a real one it's going to be a video message just because this person is cool yeah I, this is how i respond online people always are so they, they reach out to me and they say hey i just kind of wanted to pick your brain on something and you better believe i whip out the phone and i send them a video back i look at their account first i'm like all right uh james like what's up james great to hear from you and i start talking to them that's authentic i take my time
0: yeah
1: just going one step above from someone that is not going to do that because i know most of my competitors are not going to do that they're not going to spend their time on social media to respond with a video or audio message because all the roi is not there not right now, but chill, build a relationship. Is this business not about building relationships?
0: Yeah. I think that realtors especially are terrified of video and I don't know what it is about it, but it's like that, like big hurdle. Like the second you get over that, it's like all of a sudden, like your business opens up and people are actually able to communicate with you on a different level.
1: It comes down to, again, the personal brand. I, I, I believe the personal brand will always overpower any company you work for, any one you work with. It's just your personal brand is it. This is why I don't come off as a social media coach. I don't don't want to be social media coach. Social media is an avenue. It's a source. It's a, it's a push. It's a, it's an avenue for you to get your personal brand out there. It's a free cost efficient platform for you to put your personal brand on. There's so many people out there that have not really discovered social media because they neglect it. They think that that print advertising is the way. No, word of mouth is the only way. No, it's it's just constantly getting sales and this and that, and people talk about you. Yes. Just like when it comes to lead generation, door knocking is a way, cold calling is a way, sending out flyers and postcards and open houses and Zillow and this and that. There's different sources for a social uh, for a lead generation, just like there should be different sources for, for uh, brand awareness. And brand awareness is everything at the end of this day. I highly believe that. People go to you versus the company. They would come to me, a consumer would come to me to buy a house, whether I'm with Remax or Keller Williams or Real or EXP or Sotheby's, doesn't matter. They know who I am and they want to work with me.
0: So how do you build a personal brand if you haven't done a good job of that in the past or if you've just been using your company's brand as yours?
1: Again, time to go into the whole R&D, start to replicate other people that you wish to be similar to or wish to portray yourself similarly to. There's a guy like Ryan Serhant, who is a huge presence, huge name. People love it. People enjoy his videos, his content. I want to create something of that sort. And I'm going to start tweaking my brand and my, my whole vision, how he does his. I'm not going to do it exactly like him, but I'm going to steal a little hints and little tidbits of his because I know he implements humor, I know I'm humorous, he implements education, I know I'm educational, so let me take that and do it in my own way. So for someone else, someone, for example, let's just completely take uh, my vision off topic here, um, but a single mother, for example, single mother, I don't know what that is like, but it's single mother, All of a sudden, if I'm going to be putting myself into her shoes, single mother, she's a realtor, she's hustling constantly, trying to pay the bills, has a rent to go ahead and pay, God knows what else, you know, the child to take care of. What is that person going to be doing? She doesn't really have time to go ahead and start looking at other things and this and that and start implementing things. She has other responsibilities that I just don't know of. So what is that person going to do? Personally, I'm gonna go look for another single mother that is also doing real estate and I'm going to see what she's doing. I'm just going to go ahead and already do it, not recreate this wheel, just follow her footsteps. And then I'm going to go ahead and create it in my own way. Now I'm going to take my kid, my kid's going to come into my videos, you know, and now all of a sudden, I don't even know, five, five-year-old girl, you know, and I'm going to have her come up, suit up and she's going to be my assistant for the day. And we're going to create a video. And now it's funny. Now it's humorous. Now it put smiles on people's faces. Like, Oh, that's so cute. Wow. And all of a sudden I'm creating content as a single mother, you know, so find other people that are similarly in your own shoes as well. And just steal what they're doing, steal what they're doing, save yourself time.
2: So do you have people that you still emulate and follow, or do you feel like you get to the level where like your brand just veers off into exactly where you want it to go? Cause you're established. Does that make sense?
1: Sure. Sure. And I feel like I will always be, stealing and replicating from others because it'll never, the the second that I stop evolving, it's going to be the day I die. That's unfortunate. I don't want that to ever happen. You know, seeing big companies today, for example, the latest company that I saw um, uh, rebrand was Kia. I saw Kia change their logo. That was such a cool thing to see such an established company all of a sudden recreate and change up their logo. Why? Because they want to be relevant. They want people to still be aware of them. Um, the other latest trend, which was maybe uh, I don't even know a year ago or so, uh, when this whole um, whole seg- segregation of um, LGBT of LGBT, I'm sorry, I don't uh, I don't understand it all, but I know when it comes down to the to to being relevant to being relevant, companies started going ahead and started creating own logos, and I, I saw Audi for example, how Audi is all you know kind of those you know, together. Right. They're all intersected. They all of a sudden created their logo where they separated. Right. And the four dots were uh, four circles were separated, you know, kind of just being relevant with the times of what's happening. But they're seeing what other companies are doing and they're implementing them. So long story short here is that I see that even the established companies have to evolve and change and adapt to the times. So when I see that my content is starting to be stagnant, starting to hit the plateau. I know it's time for me to go ahead and start seeing what others are doing. And so I'm always going to be stealing. I'm always going to be seeing what else is out there, for for sure. So I I definitely encourage other companies to not be so stubborn thinking that their company and their vision is the best and this is we've hit it and we're going to be at this peak forever. You're not, you have to continue climbing.
0: I mean, there's literally always going to be somebody that's doing it better than you or has done it better than you. Mm and those are the people you should emulate. I just don't understand when people, you know, stop changing and stop evolving and then have questions about why their business is stagnant. You know, like if you don't keep trying to do better and keep learn learning something else, like is just gonna constantly be the same. And unless you really are happy with the way it's going, you might wanna think about shaking it up a little bit. <clears throat> um, Can you tell me a little bit about algorithms and how they work for the different social media platforms like when it comes to posting your content when you want to post that kind of content Um, and then even do a deeper dive with when you post the different types of content within each platform like when you do educational posts versus when you do regular um, like fun loving lighthearted posts that kind of thing on the different platforms
1: again it's understanding your audiences and knowing what they want to consume so i have this thing called the the content cycle understanding when i do create content do people consume the content as much as i thought they would be and if they do so will they share it so there's a little bit of a shareability aspect and element to this thing if i know i'm going to create something educational i will be teaching my content uh, my consumers and my audience so if i teach them is it content that they will consume digest and come back for more is it content that they will consume digest and share and come back for more what what is it, what's the whole psychological pattern of my content so there's a little bit of thinking of a thinking process to me creating my content if i'm going to create this content will it be relevant will it be educational will it be lighthearted will it be entertaining what what is that characteristic that it's going to entail that is going to make someone say i like this this much what is this much? So on TikTok, for example, let's let's transition to TikTok real quick. On TikTok, I've noticed mostly it's educational and entertaining videos that do significantly well. If I post an educational video on TikTok, it'll get a good amount of likes. However, it's the humor that always just blasts through the roof. Always 250,000 views and 1,000 shares and 400 comments and thousands of likes. I, if I know that that works, I will continue to post that stuff because I know it works until the day it doesn't. And when it doesn't, I have to go ahead and you know visit the drawing board one more time, see what I can do now. So I need to know that if I post entertaining content, people will like it, engage with it, and share it. And I want people to share it. I want people to push my name. I want people to be like, here, Ed Stewart, like, look, he's funny, ha ha. And then, oh, look, Sally, and then John, Eric, check this out. People now are hearing. And I'm not even pushing the name. I'm not even pushing anything. It's the content that is spreading itself on its own because people enjoy it. People like it. So I say if your content doesn't have one of the three E's, it probably won't go far. And the three E's are entertainment, education, and emotion. Education, entertainment, emotion. Which one of these three E's can be implemented into your content? Sometimes I'll put two E's into my content. Education and entertainment. I'll dance and I'll teach you something at the same time. And people will love that. People will laugh. People will learn something and then come back for more. And then they will look at another video that I create and they'll share it this time because oh well my buddy James, I know he was looking for that specific, you know, thing to learn. So here it is. So it's, it's things of that sort. But algorithms are so different on all platforms, but so similar Mm -hmm. versus on TikTok, where it's if you get out of 10 people, right, let's just say, you take this one piece of content, Sally just created this one video, we're going to go ahead and spread it to 10 people and see how they react to this video. Out of the 10 people, eight people like it, you know, 10 of them viewed it. One of them commented, okay, all right, cool. So we're getting some sort of engagement. Let's give it to another 10 people and see what they do. This time, 10 of them liked the video and three of them commented and two of them shared it. Wow. Okay, let's now give it to another 10 people and see what they do. And all of a sudden, once TikTok kind of gets their analytics and sees that out of 50 people, 40 of them commented This many liked it. This many viewed it three times. This person stood and watched this video 15 times in a row. There's some sort of likability to this video. Let's push it now to 100 people and see what they do. And all of a sudden, you keep going up this little step ladder until TikTok sees, okay, this video is going to really hit the masses. It's going to go viral. And now, all of a sudden, virality aspect comes into play. Out of X amount of people, this many people interacted, this many people commented, liked, shared we're pushing this to the masses and see how far it can go. That's TikTok today. That was Instagram eight years ago, five years ago. Today, Instagram has changed. Out of the 10 people that are following you now, you're lucky if one or two of them see your stuff. You're lucky if one of them even comments. <laughs> you know, It's just like Instagram has become so, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to say it. They just are now getting into the era of you want to pay, you want to play, you have to pay. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in the whole play uh, pay to play era as opposed to TikTok was just, just giving massive amounts of love and support and, and, and exposure just because they want to be known as the best social media platform. That was Instagram 10 years ago. Instagram is where they're at right now. So they're good. But TikTok, the new dog on the street, they want to be big, you know, so what are they going to do? They're gonna give love and lots of exposure to their uh to their users, to their people, just because they know if they give them exposure, trust me, those consumers are gonna give them exposure. That's exactly what happens to TikTok. That's what. What are the
0: I- keys to TikTok? Like what should we be doing and how should we be hashtagging? <laughs> how should we pound sign it? Um, <laughs> so we know what we're supposed to be doing on there. Cause I've had a TikTok account now for, I don't know, like six months. I do not know what I'm doing. Um, I just randomly post some random things on there. And I only get like 600 likes on my stuff. But I mean, there's some things on there that, you know, accidentally go viral. I don't, things that I wouldn't think that would. Um, so I don't get it. And so maybe you can shed some light on it.
1: It's, it's again, it's, it's what TikTok is doing with their algorithm. They're taking a random video. And they're going to go ahead and give it to the masses and see how it, how they react to it. Maybe it's something right in the beginning that catches someone's attention and sees, okay, we're going to take this and try to see, I don't know, how, how far it's going to go. And something in the beginning of your video makes someone say, oh, I'm going to watch this. And then they watch it for a few seconds. And then a minute goes by. And then all of a sudden, oh, wow, I didn't realize where the time went. But TikTok is like, oh, wow, someone just watched it for a minute. That's amazing. Let's push it to more people. So there's something there that again tiktok tracks tiktok tracks the analytics and they see what consumers are doing so if they see there's a lot of people liking it commenting sharing it you got to push it to more masses that's why random videos go viral sometimes you're clueless you're scratching your head why yeah. like but it'll happen i know there was one video um i'll, I'll tell you my tiktok intro when i got into it in 2019 may 2019 i was in europe for summer i remember till this day I saw people talking about this thing called TikTok. Didn't know what it was. So I went on there, posted my first video, and I got 100 views. And I'll keep in mind, 100 views out of zero followers, you're thinking, where are they coming from? All right, no problem. Give it another day. Another day goes by, posted another video, got 200 views now. I have two followers. That's great. 200 views, though. Doesn't make sense, but okay. Third day, post again, I got 400 views now. Now I have 10 followers. (laughs) That's great. We're we're scaling. But I didn't understand it still. And then the fourth day I posted, I got 72,000 views. How? How would one that has 10 followers get 72,000 views? TikTok is in such such a beginning stages still. I still believe they are. And I don't know how long it will last but they don't know their audience's behaviors and interests yet. So you as that single mother, let's just say, posting a video of your kid having a blast at the park, at the water park or something of that sort, they don't know what their consumers like. They're still learning their audience. So they're just going to take that one video of the single mother with her kid at the water park and throw it to, I don't know, some musician over in Los Angeles. We'll see how how, how that does. And then we're going to go ahead and throw it to some farmer over in Oklahoma and see if they like it. They don't know that that that, that person is a farmer. They don't know anything about that person because TikTok is still new. They're learning their database. But now over the past two, three years, as you see, oh, that single mother keeps liking things of TikTok stars. She keeps liking dances. She keeps liking this stuff. Let's keep giving her that type of uh, that type of content. And you see, if we transition to Instagram, Instagram is already light years ahead of that. They know exactly what you like. They know exactly what it is that you enjoy and like and share and comment on and always look at and always pull your thumb over to the side to check it out. They know. But TikTok is not entirely there yet. So that's why some of your random videos will go viral on TikTok. Because they don't know. They're testing.
2: So like, what if um, someone only could do one platform. Like what if they were like, I got to do one, that's enough for right now. And then I'll figure out the others later. Like all of us oldies (laughs) were trained up on Facebook. Like seriously, I've been in real estate 20 years for the last 15, 70 to 80% of my business has come from Facebook. And that's even when I was doing five to 600 transactions a year, that 70 to 80% was coming from Facebook, right? So like some of us are like, oh my God, now we have to do TikTok? Like, shit, we just, we we pour so much. I feel like every platform is a really big commitment. And I also don't feel like you can create content across all of them because I feel like the format for this one is different than this one. And what might go viral or be seen on this one is different than So it's like a really big commitment. So is is it TikTok that you would- tell people to do right now or like what's the one platform that they should focus on first
1: right now Instagram I will always be a huge supporter of Instagram for what it offers for what the platform is about the way I look at Instagram is it's a digital business card this is a platform where I will learn so much more about you than a actual business card will teach me than TikTok will teach me than LinkedIn or even Facebook because I know there's specific things that you don't want to be posting on LinkedIn. For example, funny stuff. You don't want to be posting that stuff because LinkedIn is a very professional platform. Uh, YouTube. I don't want to be posting, I don't know, my kids on there because YouTube is more long formatted content. So that's more educational, more, I'm going to show you like a video or my listing presentation or something like that. But when it comes to Instagram, I love it so, so much because it doesn't matter what you post on there. It's okay. mm -hmm. And post, any of the above topics, and it'll be okay. I do feel like
2: Instagram is the most authentic out of all the social media
1: platforms. Yeah. Yeah. comes back down to authenticity. Yep. You can be yourself on there, but you can also be professional on there. And anytime you get a a message, a DM, a private message from someone, you don't know if it's going to be spam or a hi, hello, or a business opportunity, or someone's flirting with you, or someone's about to say something about your latest, latest post or something about your Instagram. You have no idea where you're going to get hit as opposed to LinkedIn. I know the message I'm about to open up is someone trying to sell me something. I go on Facebook. I I don't know what's going to happen either, but all right, let's give it a shot you know twitter i don't even want that twitter is very controversial you know when you post on there it's very short format you post something and it's gone you know that people don't engage with it that that much so there's not that many pictures on twitter as opposed to instagram where it's, it's text it's videos it's pictures it's everything so personally to answer your question if a realtor were to go ahead and focus and put their excel in, in one basket right now with the social media realm I would say Instagram, number one, for sure. And if you're open to it and you're feeling a little uh, spunky, then go to TikTok and play with TikTok as well.
2: So is there like, I have to think about how to ask this. So is there a world in which you could or should develop content across the whole platform? Like, let's say all of them. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking something up. Like, let's say you're like, I want to do an educational piece on being a first-time homebuyer. like then do you go and create a different type of content for all of them? Like, cause you're not going to, I mean, I guess you could take your TikTok video of you like dancing while you're talking about home buying and put it on Facebook and put it on Instagram, or do you really have to go out there and create platform specific content for each platform?
1: I see what you're saying. If I would almost rather create a platform specific content, if you have the time for it or the expertise or the creativity to do so. But most of us realtors don't have that time. We don't have time to even film one video, yet, let alone you know five different platforms, one on YouTube, Twitter, then Instagram, then LinkedIn, then Facebook. It's, uh, it's too much. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I just take that one video and if I know that it holds elements of other platform-specific content, if I know that one video of me dancing and teaching, and educating and entertaining at the same time is going to do well on TikTok. I'll put it on Instagram and I'll also put it on LinkedIn. I won't put it on YouTube though. That doesn't make sense. If I take one video that I put on YouTube and it's horizontal, I know it can probably do well, I'll take it on YouTube. I'll put it on Instagram. I'll put it on LinkedIn. I'll put it on Facebook. I Won't put it on TikTok though. It doesn't make sense. It's the format is different. You know, so I'm, I'm trying to see how I can make my time best of use. If I know that I can go ahead and create one video that can tackle several different platforms, that's a win in my category. That's easy. I just make one piece of content and then go ahead and put it across all the other platforms. So that's, that's the best type of content that I personally believe that I know that I'm going to create is when I know I can take that one and just put it across all. But it's (laughs) Such a
2: different world than a lot of us grew up in. It's so crazy because it's like, you know, We grew up in this world where like, I mean, I've taught social media to other agents for 17 years. And back then what I was teaching was like, no, you have to do this. Cause everyone was like, I don't want to, it's stupid. And now everyone knows, right. That there's at least some value to it and everyone's on at least eight platforms somewhere. But like now we're diving into the world where we're seeing people, influencers in our industry really for like I'm going to say purposeful influencers because like in the industry in the past, there's always been those big agents that everyone follows and loves. But like now we're seeing people come into the real estate business and be like, I'm going to be an influencer. And these people are like hiring video editors and content editors and like really throwing out insane stuff. And it's really like, it makes me kind of mad because I want to do it, but I'm already so like far into my strategy that it's like overwhelming. I don't feel like I could throw up a Bob Tompkins video and have anyone think that that was like authentic of me, even though that would be incredibly authentic of me because I'm silly and funny and crass and weird. But like, I feel like I'm already so far into my strategy. They would be like, what the hell is this? That's weird, you know?
1: Like I said, you adapt over time your brand needs to evolve evolution of brands of anything is super crucial it has to be so personally i encourage you to do that it's going to be weird it's not your thing it might make you make you uncomfortable you're probably going to post it people will go ahead and unfollow let them you're going to bring in such a new vast audience that is going to be intrigued with that type of content and like you so much more for it so I personally believe that if you're not ever being yourself online, then you're doing social media and the online gig as a job. It's a job at that point. You have to post it. And you have to, so I know it's going to get con, uh, engagement. I have to post it. I've been doing it for the past so many years. It's, it's a job at that point. It shouldn't be. It should be another source, as I mentioned in the beginning of this. It should be another source for you to go ahead and push your brand out there. And you should have fun with it. If you're going to be posting on social media, enjoy the time that you do it. I don't want people to go on social media, go on Instagram and spend and waste 20 minutes of their time. No, (laughs) having an awesome time for the next 20 minutes, knowing that you're benefiting your business, benefiting your brand. That's how it should be.
2: Do you think that that's like where it's going though? Like, Do you think that the big curated, edited, sexy stuff that everyone's putting out is like where the industry, where the platforms are going or not really, does that make sense?
1: What do you mean by by that exactly?
2: Like, um, I mean, like I I have tons of, I have friends that are hiring videographers to follow them around and like the big Bob and Tim Macy style like videos and stuff. Like um, the, you know, like is there, is that where the industry is going or like are, those people that do like, so I'm the, my E is emotional. So I'm going to go on there and pour my heart out and everyone's going to be like, Oh, I connect with that. Like, is that going to go away for like a flashy video? Are this, are the platforms changing that much, I guess, for the content that people are
1: putting out? You can always do what works best for you. But again, don't be afraid to go ahead and evolve and and tweak and improve. If the next emotional video that you're going to create maybe it's something so massive that you've been wanting to talk about for the past five years you just didn't really want to touch on that subject it might be a touchy subject or something maybe that video should be one where you go ahead and invest into a crew sit down beautiful background beautiful lighting beautiful sound this one maybe you do that if you really really want to so i know i don't always invest into my crew i don't always reach out to them and say hey let's film something today no, I got this beautiful piece of equipment that I bought for $1,000, which is already pricey to begin with. So let me just work with that. I'm going to go ahead and buy a, a ring light or something of that sort. I'll work with what I got, but you don't have to go too crazy. As long as the authentic characteristic is in there, I think that'll go so far beyond any sort of high quality camera crew or equipment than anything else. I, I personally believe the authentic side of things is super important, super crucial. I don't think it'll go away anytime soon. People relate to it, people like it, people enjoy it. I just- I mean, never... I like
2: watching the big like produced, curated stuff, but I I, I yeah. like
1: the- Everyone enjoys that stuff. Authentic stuff, probably more. I do. And that high quality stuff is also edited. That's right. not edited, that is, that is filtered as opposed to the authentic side where you know, why people raved so much about Clubhouse, which I never liked since day one. Clubhouse was always, oh, Clubhouse, Clubhouse is so great. It's so cool. it's so Oh, you can dive into cool conversations. One thing I will give credit to Clubhouse about is that it was not filtered. It was not edited. It was straight to the point. Elon Musk probably, I don't know what he went on uh, about in his whole talk on Clubhouse, but I'm sure he said stuff that he was probably after like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that but you said it people heard it you can't edit it now so i like that type of content as opposed to the super high edited stuff i think too
0: in our industry like people just can't logistically or financially afford either in time or money to be able to have all these crews going around i mean you imagine a brand new agent like having to have a huge crew it's just not gonna work um i don't think that would
1: yeah That's a you work with what you got. But That's I do
0: think for brand new agents, like doing this, if you feel like you have you you have nothing to do or you can't figure out how to grow your business, like this is where you start. This is the ground level. You should be focusing on growing your brand and learning that and adding content and getting your platforms up and running. And figuring out content is really not as hard as people are making it out to be. If you can't figure anything out content-wise for the day, go visit a model home and take some video, take some pictures and talk to the salespeople there, learn about the products, like super easy things, you know, like you could do that in, you know, an hour.
2: And you Uh, don't have to dance on TikTok. I feel like that I've heard that from so many people, like they're like, well, I don't dance or sing, so I can't be on TikTok. You don't. I mean, it's cooler if you do because I'm going to watch it, but you don't have to, right? So, like, I feel like that's another thing too. Yeah.
1: You don't have so, to. Do it, if it works, but you don't have to do it.
0: So, if you think of all of these different types of social media as what I think they are ultimately, which is a data collection site, what confuses me about this is why haven't these other platforms? collected all that data and used it to sell us better quality leads yet (laughs) because all these indicators that are coming through of you know what people are searching for and looking for they're compiling all of that data and once they figure that out the quality of leads and the quantity of leads I think are going to be massive Um, and not just leads but a brokerage you
1: guys thought about that of course of course social medias are all about data data collection it's collecting data is what i was mentioning before about TikTok. they still don't know us they're still collecting our data they're still understanding our interests and behaviors until to the point where they know exactly
2: what it is that barbara loves yeah but you're right though i never thought about that angela like so at this point amazon knows that i like black shoes with a three-quarter inch heel and they will send them all to me all day long. And they even know I like a sheath dress, right? Like they know exactly like they're in my brain. Like I don't even have to think of it. So like, you're right. Why don't they like, why aren't they like, Oh, whatever. Ed is Googling, looking around at buying and selling a house. His perfect love match as a real estate agent is Lindsay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause their shit leaves. But they should know more about us. I never thought about that.
0: Yeah. And I feel like the people that are on social media and on that platform and doing it the right way and getting the engagement are going to be the ones that get those leads in the future. Oh, yeah.
1: That's advanced thinking. What? It's coming.
2: Which is the most um, profitable social media for you?
1: Right now, it's Instagram and TikTok. Instagram has always been profitable. That's where i Again, that's my digital business card. People can reach out to me and we start conversations. We build relationships. We get into some sort of conversation flow to go ahead and lead down to hopefully them saying, well, I'm about buying or selling. That's the most profitable. Uh, profitable. Uh, my latest success story on Instagram is I acquired a 180 unit building as a listing just from Instagram. Someone reaching out to me and saying, hey, see what you're doing. We think that you can give exactly the exposure that we're looking for. Would you be open to a listing appointment? 180 units? I think
0: so.
1: Yeah. Of course, we acquired it. We're a year into it right now. We already rented out 88 units. We're moving forward. But that happened from social media, from Instagram, from just a DM. So Instagram has gotten me the most, 100%. Without me paying thousands of dollars, like on Zillow, Realtor.com or anything of that sort, I believe the authenticity
0: got me that one. Yeah, that's
2: amazing. So, what is what are your thoughts on business page versus personal page versus blue check mark page, <laughs> fan page, right? Like, what's what's your what are your thoughts on all that? Because, like, I probably so I I was one of the first five hundred Instagram users, which is really freaking wild, but I was but I don't use it for business. Now I've gotten lots of business off of Instagram, but Instagram is like my private place. I have a filthy sense of humor and I like to share really inappropriate things. And that's where I do that because Facebook is more like for my clients are there. I'm not sharing that shit on Facebook. Right. Um, But so I don't have another Instagram page. That's just like business facing. So what's your thought on separating them, keeping them together?
1: Love it. So, I I like this topic of discussion because I always bring up a very reputable person, a very well known person, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner, nothing to do with real estate, but this is the stuff that I like to talk about, is stuff that not realtors will hear. Uh, This is how I like to differentiate myself, but bring in other entities. Actually, this reminded me real quick when you were asking before, do I still Evolve and steal from others. 100, I do, and not only realtors. I steal from models, from musicians. I steal from this one dancer. People that you would think that a realtor is stealing from them for what? There's nothing to do with. Is it, it.
2: Kylie Shay?
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> My favorite. Sorry, continue. Maybe it could be. <laughs> but I. So back to back to that is when it comes to when it comes to uh right now creating the the content that i'm seeing other people doing 100 i believe that it's not just the the company that is also getting success but it's also the personal brand and i personally believe the personal brand gets a lot more than the company so going back to the whole point of kylie jenner i bring up kylie jenner because she has her personal brand kylie jenner she has her company kylie cosmetics where she sells cosmetics beauty things of that sort now If the company ever posts on social media and says, we're doing a whole, I don't know, buy 13, get one free, something, I don't know. I don't know, beauty, that's not my department. But let's just say, right, she goes ahead and posts something on Kylie Cosmetics, get this, get one free. If the company posts it, it sounds salesy. If Kylie from her own page says, hey, guys, I'm doing a huge thing right now. Oh, you better believe the sales are going to skyrocket. Everyone's going to be, oh, Kylie said it. The personal brand, the face of the company said it. And there's a reason as to why I bring that up is because her personal brand, if you go onto her page right now, I don't know how many followers she has, but probably the last time I checked was around 126 million followers, as opposed to her Kylie Cosmetics page, which had about, I don't know, I want to say maybe 60 million followers, something like that. Tesla and Elon Musk, the Muppets and Kermit the Frog, you name it, um, LeBron James and you know LA Lakers. The personal brand always has more followers, more of a voice and a stronger exposure than the company ever will. Because when the company says something, it sounds salesy. When the personal brand sells it, it sounds personal. It sounds authentic. So again, to answer your other question, how do you believe that a personal page will always over succeed a business page business page it sounds salesy now nah, you're trying to sell me something i'm not interested but a personal page i'll listen because i like her i know who she is Lindsay always right. posts this and that and I, I like her i'm gonna listen what is she selling now you know you're gonna get a lot more people paying attention to you versus your company so that's that's my honest belief
0: awesome interesting well i feel like um I need to do so much more today, um, with my social media. And I feel like that's like a constant thing for me. Like, even though I was in a place where I was in a really good place, um, with my Facebook account, like having that taken away and stripped from me has taught me so much. Like I've literally had it back for like, what, like two days, Lindsay, and yeah. I'm back to a thousand followers on there. Like that's pretty huge for, you know, two days. It's a yes. big. Big deal for me anyway. So. Um, and it's almost like nothing changed. Now I just have to figure out like growing my business pages that were attached to it again. But putting that much stock and that much of myself into that account and those different pages has taught me that I really need to diversify because if something happens again like that, I don't want to rebuild this again, man. Like it's taken me a long time. Like if I at least had an Instagram going that was like gangbusters and another. You know, platform on TikTok, like I wouldn't be as stressed out as I am right now because I literally lost about $48,000 last week by not having it that I know about.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like my literally my worst nightmare. Like I have nightmares about, I don't know, like this is so stupid, but it's true. Someone EMPing the United States of America and then we have no internet. And then I'm like, yeah. How do I do business. Like I, I literally, I mean, I used to door knock and do all those things, but I'm like, wow, I'd have to go to work. Like we, I feel like people should hear that because that's how powerful social media is.
0: Of
1: yeah. This is uh, again, it's a source. It's another Avenue. It's not my only Avenue. It's an Avenue that is highly successful for me. However, if we were to God forbid, lose power, social media dies, no more of that what do I do? Evolve. No door knock. I still cold call. I still do all that stuff. I will continue to do it. I won't stop doing it. Even as a social media guy, I will always do the offline side of things too, because that side of things matters. Don't ever neglect just one thing. Don't focus on it so much. There's so many other ways to generate business, to generate lead uh, lead generation, um, uh, brand awareness, so many other ways. Don't neglect them all. So that's coming from a social media guy. Don't always just rely on social media.
2: (laughs) So if people want to hire you as a social media coach, we'll link it in the show notes, but how do they find you?
1: Ed Stulak, anywhere you go, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, I'm on there as Ed Stulak. So, and if you wish to go ahead onto my website, edstulak.com, fairly simple. Again, all about the brand.
2: Very nice. (laughs) It's a good brand. I was looking at some of your stuff while we were talking. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you, thank you. I dig it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go R and D you and steal stuff from you here. If anyone is listening or watching, like Ed has like big, like here's one video with 234,000 views, like 500 and 5,000 views, like this is like crazy. Yeah. You're viral.
1: Mm-hmm. Getting there. Hopefully. <laughs> giving, the people, a celebrity. <laughs> giving the people what they want. They, I, I want to make people laugh. I want to make people feel good. Just like I made you ladies laugh a few times here and there. That warms my heart. I'm happy. I hope today is a great day now because of this, you know, it's like things like that. And how can I go ahead and recreate that same feeling on social media? If I'm going to go on there. Let me make people feel good. It's not always about me just posting stuff that I want to post about. It's people. What do they want? give it to them.
2: So everyone who is listening, go friend or follow all of Ed's socials and like all his stuff and like rip off and duplicate some for yourself. <laughs> yes.
1: yep. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the love and support so, so much. Thank you for
0: your awesome.
1: Ed. We appreciate it. No, I appreciate a lot more. Thank you so much. All right,
2: much. Thank you. Let me tell you uh, new real guys in real life. <laughs> yeah like,
1: Say it again?
2: I said one day we'll meet all of you new real guys in real life we just met Bob but
1: oh yeah oh we. Bob has to be he's going to be the one that creates something for all of us so mm-hmm. I, I know yeah
0: he's <laughs> truly a pioneer <laughs> yes he is, yes, he is.
2: <laughs> and he can do one hell of a footloose dance I will tell you yeah, that he can. I'm not sure why that's not on TikTok actually
1: but, <laughs> right, I'll, I'll inspire him to put it on there
2: there you go. Well, thank you so much, Ed. It was so nice to meet you. Have a great day. You
1: as well. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
0: Angela, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all realtors and would love to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Connect with the Homegirls on social media at the Real Homegirls Podcast.